They did not destroy the peoples concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the Gentiles and learned their works. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons, and shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus they were defiled by their own works, and played the harlot by their own deeds. Well, we're back at it here. I'm uh, Wes Shuttleworth. I'm here with... Uh, Dan Parker. Uh, we welcome you guys to our podcast. This is a, a faith that makes sense. And hopefully things are making sense. <laughs> we're going to try to move the uh, move the ball along here. This episode is uh, episode number five. And uh, we're calling this one A Decision Not to Pass Through the Gates of Babylon. And uh, I think that's a very interesting title. What are we getting at here, Dan? What are we going to do? Well, we kind of promised last time that we would lay things out more. Mm. We kind of stuck with, at the beginning, talking about the bathing suit, leggings, and that. And it seemed to go in a direction that probably didn't make as much sense. Uh Now, we gave enough evidence, I think, just to be able to say... We should be looking at this more as Christians. Uh, we should be examining examining the role of the uh, bathing suit yep. in society yep. and how it has influenced all our sexuality right. and the way in which mainstream pornography really yeah. has come in. Right. But the thing is, is that we want to move on. And I'm, I was thinking to myself, well, maybe that wasn't the best way to start. <laughs> and, and the reason I say that is, is because obviously the stronghold of all strongholds would be Baal, and that is what we want to be able to move into now. We okay, want to be so able to switch over. Baal, what do you mean by that? What are we talking about? Yeah, that's a good question, and the, and it is, I think the best way to describe it is what um, Jacques Ellul said. In Who's that, that? Jacques Ellul? Is Jacques Ellul. How do you spell it? <laughs> okay, that is E-L-L-U-L. Okay, Ellul. He's, okay. he's a French... Uh, Philosopher, critic, political fella, theologian, okay. um, excellent, brilliant guy. Okay, lots of hats. Yeah, and I think one of the things that was difficult for some people to understand his language is is that he was so smart mm. that you know he uses um, that kind of language that's a seems above some. Right? Okay, yeah, very, uh, hard very to intellectual. Read, eh? Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. and uh, so practical. what did he say? Well, the biggest, the, I think, the thing that I want to zero in on, he. He really was one of those ones who um, saw the way in which the social context influenced individuals. Mm. And actually, he was involved with the uh, Worldwide Council of Churches. Oh. And yeah, he was, a, he was involved in a lot of areas. But he left there because he really felt that the people there were ignoring the way that an ideology can penetrate um, through a social context. Mm. And that's what we're talking about, because really, uh, you use those big words, ideology, right? And that's what I want to get away from, but his his statement is so valid. Uh. And it's the penetration of an ideology through a social context. So that means that by interacting with the world, which as Christians we know is very prevalent in the New Testament um, and the Old Testament, and that was what we read at the beginning, right? They yeah. mingled with the gods of the people around them. Yeah. And so there's the social context that creates this 
likableness. Right. It's hey, the, my neighbor is friendly. I like him. Right. But then gradually, I'm learning how to live like him. Oh, yeah. So we're being, instead of affecting the world around us, the world is affecting us is really what it is, right? And right. we're talking ultimately of Christians, again, mm-hmm. um, Christians who espouse Christ as king, savior, right? The world will be the world and people of the world will unfortunately be slave to it that's just the way it is but for us as christians we're looking to hopefully engage the world from a biblical standpoint but yeah and and i guess that's where we're trying to make a point here is everyone talks about that and we talk about it a lot in the church and the way the um, culture has an influence on us but we're not applying it i don't believe we're applying it properly okay and that's where the problem comes in. It's it's great to talk about it, and that's what they said. The sins of other generations are easy for us to point out, uh, except our own. Yeah. And so I want to do it. I want to begin the transition because I think it closes one and, and leads us into the other. And I'm going to give a quote here. It's by uh, Molly Ivins, and she was a uh, newspaper columnist in Texas. Okay. But she moved to Texas. And one of the interesting things about it is is that when you move from one place to another, you kind of see the anomalies of other people, right? Yeah, you begin to yeah. see the quirks. Sure, yeah. You know? Just a change of scene sometimes helps. Yeah. And so this is what she had to say. The Baptists see nothing wrong with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders who are indisputably open-air coochie girls. <laughs> is one of those anomalies we all live with here in Texas. Huh. Because football requires a suspension of rational thought, just as theater requires a suspension of disbelief. We see nothing odd in such phenomena as the Kilgore Rangerettes, the Apache Bells. Though objectively, what these girls do is dress up in costumes that would do credit to a striptease artist and then prance about in front of thousands of people, shaking their bums and jiggling their boobs. Now, why would I say that? What what is it? That's because, pretty. That's pretty blunt. <laughs> yeah, but there's so much packed into that statement. Now, this is a non-Christian uh, and and a columnist, right? Sure. And so, newspaper liberal. Yeah. And I'm not saying all all newspapers are liberal or columnists are, you know, not Christian. Sure, that's sure. that's not what we're getting at. But she's making a very distinct point here about Baptists. Right. Now, what we want to do is be able to say. There's no such thing as really a Baptist, right? Right. We're, we're all Christians. Yeah. Okay, we can have a denominational leaning, but she's saying all Christians who lean towards this are hypocrites. Right. Right? She's, she's showing this um, idea that, like, okay, any dodo bird knows what a cheerleader's for. You know, like, and so, but the operative word that we want to focus in on here is the suspension of rational thought. <laughs> so in yeah. other words, she's saying, okay, and I, and I really think that we need to take this seriously because let's step back and see what she's saying. She's saying, okay, now you Christians, you tell us you're different. You're born again. Mm-hmm. And you have, through Jesus Christ, the spirit of truth. And yet you can't even be honest about this. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell me? As an unbeliever, there's no Jesus. No, that's right. You're saying you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, God who created all things, and gives us this um, 
inerrant, really, because of the Holy Spirit, ability to discern truth. And yet you won't even admit this. Huh. So how, how does that jive? How yeah, does that come together? It's not just rational thought. It's like <laughs> uh, you are, at, well, we called it once the, the decision to look away or not to look away, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, you're, you're pretending like it's not there. I, and it's a funny, it's a, it is a, it's a very, uh, if I can say the word, it's a very damning, damning indictment of like sure is. the Christian of of culture, right? Yeah. That we just kind of like let this happen and we're like, oh yeah, it's just, yeah. it's football. It's football. It's football, right? It just goes with it. It just goes with it, right, right. Except, Peanut butter and jam. Yeah, except you've got parents now, Christian parents who are training their girls yeah. from a, a young age all the way up through and anyone else who c- comes along that this is acceptable behavior this is this is normal right and so that in, in the thing that i'm trying to point out is that that young girl has no concept that there's anything the matter with this mm. the kirsten community yeah. and my leaders are all telling me hey this is great and yet it's nothing but eye candy for erotic male voyeurism. Yeah, it is. You it's know, a, like it's highly sexualized. It just is. That's right? it. it. Now, here's here's a pushback. Okay. What? Any? Oh, not any. I would say the American culture is so intertwined, especially let's say in the Bible Belt, with Christian. What's a Christian legalish? Yeah, it's Christian. Um, uh, what? What's the word for it? It's where you 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 call yourself a Christian. You have your your Christian flag that you wave around along with your American flag, but like there is no life in you. The Holy oh, Spirit okay. isn't in okay. you. You're yeah. American, right. which makes you by default Christian, as opposed to the other way around, where you're a Christian, but you're also, you live in America. Okay. So, like, you've got this uh, nominal Christian thing because you grew up that way. Would that categorize a little bit more of what we're witnessing in America? There would be those who are actually born again, okay, convicted of sin, come to Christ and those who would just they grew up going to church they're Baptist because they were born that way yeah. they say they're Christian but then they just live their life like every other person and right. that, that kind of well there's a lot of Canadians that do that too. oh sure I'm just saying okay. like in this case in this Bible case. Belt America yep. you know that's what, I mean? what it is she's referring to right 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 so can we make a distinction between the two where yes, are the obviously. rest where's the rest of the Christians saying like but, hey guys yeah and that's my question yeah that is that's the question I'm trying to zero in on yeah. is how is a born again Christian supposed to respond to that statement that she makes? Yeah. Right. right. Is, is it, are they going to say, um, and I guess this is, this is what my point is. They need to be able to take a step back and say, and, and we don't want to, we're not blaming the Baptists like here. We're saying all Christians, <laughs> right, okay? Right, right, all right. Christians. Yeah. But you need to stay, take a step back and say, okay, I'm a Christian before I'm a denomination that accepts mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And then I'm a Christian before a denomination that is in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do is peel back these layers yeah. where 
not only am I a Christian in Texas, but I'm a Christian in the United States. I'm yeah. a Christian in the West. And that applies to Canadians in Ontario. Absolutely. Canadians yeah, in Canada. Yeah, it doesn't just happen there, right? Obviously. Right. Yeah, we're not And we're that. the ones watching it anyway. I mean, yeah. we're zeroing in on the uh, Super Bowl. I mean, we, we like all their football. And this is just part of it, but yeah. so, but I don't want to get hung up on this. Yeah, right. What I want to get a, what I want to really pinpoint here is what she's saying is the suspension of rational thought. In right. other words, if it doesn't fit with how we want to live, we just ignore it. Right. And she's saying like, well, wait a minute here. That's not what you're professing. Yeah. You're professing the truth. You're supposed to be, and here we are. Something is obvious as this. You're not identifying. Right. Yep. And 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 then the reason we started with a lot of these uh, our last four podcasts is what I wanted to kind of pinpoint was is the uh, Gideon factor. Yeah. And really, you as an example, because how much are you responsible? How much is that girl who's doing the uh, cheerleading stuff? How much is she responsible for knowing that she's just a sexual object for men? Basically, right. In, instead of a, a denomination or, or a worldwide or, or a Western church that's saying, hey, as Christians, that's just ob objectifying your body for uh, male voyeurism. So how, she's obviously not responsible for that. I can't blame her for, yeah. for realizing that. Yeah. I mean, you're, the whole community is endorsing it, right? But then yeah. now, now we want to make a switch. Okay, so this is the, the interesting part, because I wanted to talk about the suspension of rational thought, but she also says something very key there. She says, as in the suspension of disbelief in theater. Okay, so she, she's actually mixing these two, two together, and this is where we can transition very good. Yeah. Okay, because how much do you really know about culture as a Christian, to say, I'm not secu sec secularized myself yeah. by my culture uh. and not the Bible. How, how does that work? Like, I guess I look at you, you, you can't read every book that's been written prior to when you were born. No. Right? No. And so I wonder how much people are accountable for what they know and don't know. Yeah. How much are they a victim of their time or how, how responsible are they to respond to that when, like you said, it's it's near impossible to get a, a good historical context un unless you're some yeah. great historian and that's your life where all you're doing is looking at the Christians in various historical contexts. At that point, maybe you have a better idea. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. How much are we responsible for that? Yeah. But I think we would have to say the Holy Spirit and the, the Word of God has got to play a huge role in, in writing that, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's the only correct answer to that. If, okay, so then the question is, is how come they haven't given up cheerleading? Well, sadly... Or, and, and that's minor. Yeah. And that's, I know. that's minor that's from what minor. we're talking about. Yeah. Because don't forget, we, we've begun by talking about, uh, and that was my point, the inability of the church to properly address the role of the bathing suit in there. Yeah. And, and when we take a step back and, and question those things, obviously, we've grown up in it. 
Yeah. Like, and I, I think of you, okay? Your parents plunked you on the beach. Yep. And you just enjoyed the whole atmosphere yep. and experience. Yep. And it's like, and everybody said, this is great. Me. Yep. Except for the fact that as you get a little older, you start to realize, yeah. hey, there's some pretty good scenery here. Yeah. Well, right? sure. Yeah. Okay. So, but what we want to do is transition over now. Yeah. Because I said we were going to talk about bail and we're going to move in that direction now. Yep. And I'm going to be straightforward yep. that the church has failed to deal with movies and television in the exact same way uh, it has failed to deal with a bathing suit. Right. That the influence of movies and television, the way in which it has shaped the church, is far not, not only more far greater than they think, but caused us to respond to culture in a way that is totally against Scripture. Uh, yeah totally against scripture like okay so how do you how are you quantifying that and uh you know like why would you say that i think i think anybody would say on a certain level okay dan fine you're saying movies have influenced me you know what maybe a little bit i may be a little desensitized to violence or you know maybe you know there's a little extra physical romance in there okay i get it you know there's those things but are you saying it's deeper than that Extremely deeper okay. in the sense that this is a modern spiritual stronghold uh. that's greater than any in the past uh. and is shaping the world in the way in which it leads towards the Antichrist. Okay. And okay, so and then you say, oh man, you're really over the top <laughs> of that. But uh, here's what I've got to do. It's for me, it's defining or actually trying to decipher how to present all the information. Right. Okay. So I so think you're I've come you've up got a with lot. a good... Oh, I got a ton. <laughs> okay. I got a ton. <laughs> now, we only have a little bit of time in each podcast. That's, r- so. <laughs> that's right. And so what I've decided to do is break it up. Okay. Our enemies are the world, the flesh, and the devil. I mean, that's yeah. common language amongst Christians, right? Yeah. Yep. The world so the, around us, the flesh inside us, the old man, and of course, Satan himself and his demons. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So the way in which I've decided to do it with the quotes, because I just can't... Uh, sit here and ramble off quotes. That's right. not going to work. Yeah, it's it's going to be boring. Fire. No, that's right. True. Yeah. I'm. I want to put them in context. Sure. And I want to be able to prove what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. Here's okay? some and evidence. This is the for way it. I see it. Right. That's Here's right. some evidence for it. And so the way we we're going to do it is we're going to show how something affects the flesh, the world from upon us. Yeah. And principalities and powers right. where they come in, okay. where their role is. Okay. Because it's. What, as one person said, it's the golden prison, uh, okay, because it lures us in through entertainment and yet at the same time preaches the message. And I guess if I have to define it in a certain way, what is Baalism? Baalism is a worldview of unbelief. And that's when she said um, a suspension of disbelief. That it requires a little bit of interpretation. What did she mean when she said a suspension of disbelief? And a suspension of disbelief is, is like we know we're watching things that are mediated, in other words, fantasy yeah, yeah, or, or uh, orchestrated in such a way that they're entertaining. Right. Right? They're not real. No, it's not real. Okay. So, but we accept them as real because why? They're entertaining. We want to. Yeah, they're entertaining. Yeah, we, they're we entertaining. choose to do that. Mm-hmm. We enter into that knowing, okay, this, you know, let's say this action movie, 
is going to jump from one building to another. We know that's not real. Right. But we're going to watch it because it's, it's entertaining. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. So in both cases, what we want to be able to do and what we have to do is, is because we spoke about this earlier and we want to keep the, the uh, running theme, is we have to be able to include the biblical narrative constantly because mm. that's exactly what Jesus did when mm. he shared with us. And that is... In order to do that, we have to show the contradictions, okay? Like, for instance, if I'm going to say something, I've got to be able to put it in a context that says, this does not line up with Scripture. Right. This is, does, does not line up with the way we're supposed to live as Christians. So what we saw with the cheerleaders was, okay, you can't play both sides of the fence here. Either you're going to say, there's a moral standard that you have as Christians, or you have to say it doesn't include this. It <laughs> just is like, it's not true. When she says, and we all know why we like it. Yeah. I mean, you, we all know why it happens. It only happens for one reason. So that is contradiction requires that statement and events are perceived as interrelated aspects of a co continuous and consistent context. Okay, so that's, that's the important statement. We have to keep the context straight in order to show that there's a con contradiction, huh. right? Okay. Okay, yep. and it's like, and that's why Os said... Um, Os Guinness? Os Guinness. Uh. Contrast is the mother of clarity. So uh. see, what I'm trying to do as an example, we're just giving the example here, I'm showing the contrast of saying, hey, you... She's made this statement about the cheerleaders, and we're over here saying we have a moral standard that's different. Right. And especially she was playing on the idea of Southern Baptists. Right. Yep. Who don't want you dancing or <laughs> doing all those yep. things, right. right? Pretty fundamentalist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's saying, okay, there's the contrast is not working right here. Right. So somebody's not telling the truth. Right. It doesn't okay. fit. That's right. Yeah. It doesn't fit. So what I want to be able to do through these um, different aspects of it, the world, the flesh, and the devil, is to be able to show that nothing's lining up. Yeah. Okay. And nothing, and, I, and when I say that, I mean nothing lines up with a Christian participating in movies and television. Mm. And, and you're going to say, wait, wait a minute here, like, you can't get rid of television. Okay, even if you don't watch bad movies. Well, wait a minute. We're going to have a conversation about here. And that's that's one of the things. There's two things I want to say is when we got back, when I asked you a second ago, how much are we responsible for? Well, the information I'm going to give you, you do not have. Yeah. Okay. Right. But how does that affect the what you're watching? How does that affect like what you're experiencing? So... Does someone have to come along and say that uh, cheerleading's wrong be before you realize it is? Right. And that's the do, same thing do, with do, entertainment, you're saying? That's Somebody right. needs to tell you this yeah. is wrong? That's exactly right. Otherwise, you're not, uh, you're yeah. not, you're not responsible for that? That's right. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. Because you I, sure know what you're experiencing. Yeah, and, and so I mean that's a that's a tough question. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here. Oh yeah, you're gonna I hear think, it. I think, <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you. Okay, okay, we'll give hand it over. Yeah, what do we we're got? gonna go. I, I but I want to ask this question because I think it's a conf a question I'd like to ask most people. Okay. Okay. 
I have two legs and a heartbeat. Okay. I'm no different than you. Yeah. We're all sinful, saved by grace. Yeah. And it, for Christians, we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit and discernment. Right. Now, I consider you, my buddy here, <laughs> <laughs> more spiritual than I am. I and, and that that doesn't mean like uh, in out an out there thing, you know. But I consider you a very solid, uh, Christ-centered believer. Oh, who's thank you, Dan. who's no, honestly, <laughs> that that really your your desire is to serve Christ with all your heart. And you, and you I know too. there's you I know are. there's a bunch of other uh, believers like are that I know that I would say are better Christians than I am. Like, and I would say the same. They're better than me. Okay. So, but here's I'm my like question. But I'm here's the least. that. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I'm the least. Yeah. I'm the chief of sinners here. <laughs> yeah. Except behind me. <laughs> but here's the question. I can understand why you would want to go to the Cineplex or why you would want to zero in on Netflix or something like that. I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, when I see it somehow because I don't have a television, right? Yeah. Um, but it's captivating. Yeah. It is amazing today yeah. what they can do yeah. and everything. So I can understand going. But here's my question. I cannot understand why you would go back mm. as a Christian. And that would be the question I would propose to our buddies at work. It's like, seriously, I don't understand that. What What is missing that you don't realize what is gratifying you out of those images and sights and sounds that lines up with what we profess? So yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot, yep. but but my question is, I can't do that. Like, like that's what happened to Nancy and I. It's like, yeah, okay, we're watching this and we're saying like, oh no, wait a minute here. Yeah. This... There's this is lot. just not working. I know. I know. There's so, a there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff out there. But you know what? I just the other day I was on a Mission Impossible kind of Okay. I, I like the Mission Impossible movies. I, I really hey, wait a minute. It. Wait a minute. So do I <laughs> if okay. I watched them. If you watch <laughs> But there's this point at which uh the main character, Ethan Hunt. Yeah. He, he had the opportunity to let this police officer die. So these bad guys are there. They injure the police officer. They're going to go up and finish her off. It would have been easier for the main character to let her, to let it happen. Mm -hmm. it, it, the mission would have went much easier. But instead, he kind of like rooks himself by protecting the innocent police officer. And it was a very moving moment because yeah. everybody else would have expected him. You would have expected him to be like, okay, fine. The, the officer's gonna die that's it it was just one of those like moments of like there's a few moments in movies where they get what would be a Christian morality yeah right right and it shows up or like on a more like maybe surface level you know yeah. um, the Marvel movies okay so Marvel movie let's, Iron let's, Man yep. hopefully this people have seen this already <laughs> I'm gonna ruin it if you haven't seen it Iron Man sacrifices mm -hmm. himself to save everybody right. okay at the end right and all of these things and this is what C.S. Lewis would talk about is mm -hmm. true myths mm -hmm. and this is where I would say is maybe the only tiny little caveat within what would be the entertainment industry which is as we've talked mm. like 
totally devoid of any real actual morality where it represents that true myth where it represents something good and beautiful and all it is is a repackaging of Christ right, right. Sacri- the sacrifice of Christ so right. Iron Man sacrificed himself he dies as a result his death means other people live and, and Mission Impossible and the, and well it, Mission it, Impossible same kind of thing right yeah. he sacrifices himself or he sacrifices mm-hmm. the good of the mission mm-hmm. to save the one person who is insignificant the small the underdog but Aside from that, though, <laughs> aside from that, you, you I know this hard... isn't going to go good, right? Okay, well, there, there's my there's my defense. Yeah, of I know. I, I hear that a lot. I, just... I I do hear that a lot. There it is. Okay, yep, and that's they... great. Oh, do you want Maverick? Sorry, another yeah. one because yeah. Top Gun. I'm just on it. Yeah, I know. He yeah. sacrificed himself in Top Gun to save yeah. his the other kid. Again, it's like a savior yeah. image, true myth. Here it is. Mm. He's going to take the missile so it doesn't hit the his pseudo son in the movie and right. he goes down and anyways, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So one of the questions is, um, one of the two questions, first one, have you ever just been, uh, in a state where all of a sudden you said, I wonder what's on at the movies. Hmm. I used or, to, or, I used to. um, I guess the question would be, you just want to you just want to watch something sometimes yeah yeah sometimes so because you're looking like yeah how many times have yeah. you ever heard that statement well let's go out for dinner and a movie for yeah. a husband and wife i used right. to we used to say that yeah back in the back yeah. few years ago before all covid and right. things and like, like so then that, that so changed. then all of a sudden <laughs> you're you're but the whole idea is we're gonna we're gonna see a movie yeah okay yeah and and my point is it wasn't that you were looking for that Christian theme. No. We just want to see a movie. Yeah, you want to be entertained. Exactly. Circus. Circus and, and bread. And the, <laughs> well, you, you kind of helped me out here. I know, you know? <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so then the question becomes, why do you want to see a movie? Why all of a sudden do you say, hey, I want to see a movie? In fact, I, I can't see it. Most, most people I know are addicted to Netflix. Yeah. There's just like, or and I don't want I'm so naive. Somebody said to me the other day, "Hey Dan, it's just Netflix. There's there's all sorts of other platforms." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know them. Yeah, so, but Netflix represents online streaming of binging. Okay. Yes. So hours and hours of just consuming right media content. <laughs> right. And what are they What are they looking for? Entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment. But. but what about that Christian theme? Is that what you is that what you said? Like for instance, I I went to a Tom Cruise movie because I know that that would really inspire me as a Christian to want to draw closer to Christ. No, I don't think I. If I'm honest, it's you don't turn on a Mission Impossible movie because it's like, oh, this is a great representative of the Christian story. <laughs> okay. You don't. I. Okay. I uh. I wonder, I wonder how much, how much of our humanist, human, human makeup require, not requires, but longs for epics. Yeah. Stories and all the other things. And somehow, somehow that movie scratches that itch. Mm. And it's, I, I think maybe, I think we would agree. This is something that God has put into us. He tells us stories. That's how God works. 
And so somehow what could be, movies could be used to do that well, I think they don't often. Okay, but you still go. Yeah. Yeah, I I think there's... Okay, so... I There's so many okay. people, though, that have changed their tune on this. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because there's a company called VidAngel. Yeah. Its only purpose is to take out all the trash that's in movies. And mm-hmm. so you can go on this thing and you can... It, they have a selection of movies that they can yeah. do that for. And you mm-hmm. filter out all the language. Okay. All of it. You filter out all the... All the uh, suggestive themes. You can take out all the nudity. You can take out all the... all. It will remove it all from the movie. Some movies, unfortunately, are unwatchable when you do that. So you take all these... They're all gone. However, some of them still work. So there is that. People are waking up. And they have been waking up slowly as maybe things are becoming more and more in your face. I think right. maybe that's what's happening. Is there's a, there used to be more of a, a subtle undermining, like a little chiseling right. away yes. of yes. the Christian morality. Absolutely. And I think it came it's to a point. More obvious. I think maybe that's what it is, or maybe the Holy Spirit is just working a little bit more in what would be a Christian movement that is saying, like, listen, yeah, yeah, we can't. There's be so much trash on here, and yeah. it's and it's changing us, and we can see it. So, yeah. anyways, okay, there you go. Yeah, great. And, and now I'm going to say, I think that what it is we're looking for really is not the Christian aspect of it. Yeah. No. So there's three things that really um, highlight what happens when you watch movies and television. And that is what it's a science as far as their delivery. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's fast moving pictures. Yep. Jumping among attention focuses and switching moods. So those three things are critical in every movie. And that is because it excites in us a desire to experience something where we, uh, as we said before, and and we've mentioned a couple of times, is uh, release dopamine, Mm. right? And aroused endorphins. Right. Okay. So what I want to identify just the beginning but listen this is not by any means the 95% or the 98% that's going to come okay okay but the idea it's is a taste bit, when when we watch a movie and we experience that i want to relate it to a, a a man or woman sitting at a computer and seeing pornography huh. what happens is they say oh i shouldn't have seen that okay so they'll never go back to it again. Huh. Do you no. think? No. 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 It creates in us a habit, and not only a habit, but it said, when I, when I saw that, this happened. Yeah. And it creates a desire to go back. Yeah. And what I want to begin with is the idea with movies and television. Right from the beginning, there was things about them that we're going to talk about that create this desire to go back and watch an experience that really has nothing to do about whether there's a Christian content in there or not. Right. You're saying it's almost strictly physiological. 
No, psychological. Or psychological. Oh, yeah. Okay. It goes very deep. Yeah. And this is bailism. And okay. the reason I say that is, and that's why I'm trying to point out, this is, this is very serious mm. because it develops a worldview as we're being propagandized yeah. through these things. Yeah. And now you see so many Christians caving to the world ways. And the reason is, is because they've accepted them all the way along. They've been taught to enjoy them and participate in them and think that these are my friends and it's not out there. And I really want to be able to emphasize in this episode is what we're going to see and what's going to unfold is the idea of, I don't like necessarily that word ideology, but I want to go with worldview right. that taught us unbelief. It's yeah. constantly teaching us that God is not God, that Christ is not the Savior of the world, yep. and that we do not have to live as they require. Right. And so yep. the gratification we get by watching causes us to want to not only experience it more often, but at the same time live out those standards, those views so it's it's like we're living through these movies you're saying outside of god's boundary we're, that's exactly what it is right we it allows we are, us to pretend like we're doing this stuff and it feels like we're in on it and there is no such thing as peter pan and that's what we want to be able to zero in on because it's not a world adventure with no consequences right and that's the thing. When you watch the movie, there are consequences mm. from doing it. And the thing I obviously have to point out is what's wrong, what happens, and why do we like it so much? And then the consequences of being able to see that unfold in the church. Right. And why it's a stronghold that uh, not only will the world not give up their television, I mean, studies have shown they paid them not to watch TV and not one person was able to complete the study. Oof. Yeah, this is way back, oh, way man. back. Now, would you, are you, are you putting movies and television shows, drama, yes. action into its own all, category? No. Yeah, they're all the same. Okay, but all, are you, are you putting like... News, news, okay. like the news is, is news? also the same. Okay, what okay. about, um, think of YouTube. Yeah. There's like guys on there who like take engines apart. No. Okay. So I'm that would be separate. Okay. Yes. So, so like cooking shows. Right. Maybe like you're watching somebody cook something. Maybe that's a little bit more on another avenue, maybe. I think what we're going to gonna see as we fall, as we discuss it, that you'll come to the conclusions of what you think is appropriate and what's not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so that would be like up for to instance, a YouTube video on how to change a tap, a yeah. sink, ta uh, like yeah. a kitchen tap. Yeah. No. No. Okay. I don't yeah. think so. No, I, I don't think so either. But but let's let's be realistic here. What we want to do is attack the big picture. Right. The big stronghold. Right. And then the church can answer the question, how should we now live? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not I'm and not, the Christian can too, yeah, technically. I'm not, right? I'm not the cultural guru right. who decides what Christians and can and can't do. Right. That's we that's just stupid. That. No, we're like, not that. Like that's, that's just dumb. Yeah. But the thing is, what I'm trying to point out about the bathing suit, any Christian can go online, they can Google history of the bathing suit yeah. and see something messed up here. Yeah. yeah. And then the church can come together and answer the question collectively, yeah. 
or locally. Yeah. How shall we now live? Live. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. So we are going to take the next quite a few episodes to be able to unpack this. And what I want to do is be able to show from the three categories how this is not a faith that makes sense. Yeah. You By watching these movies and engaging in television, we're not living out the Christian life. Right. And we're being changed by it, have been changed by it, and it has dramatically affected the way the Christian church thinks. Wow. And influence. So. All right. Well, so that's our introduction to <laughs> Baalism. That's right. That's our first sort of step of, well, we're going to do... Well, maybe we'll do three. <laughs> it might take three to get through all of oh, our, yeah. our flesh, the world, and the devil. And, and oh, yeah. It could take dozens. <laughs> yeah. There, there is so much information. We will try not to take that long. But, but, yeah, but what we want to be able to do is, is like, and, and, you know, that's the hard part. It's like, how much information do you need before you make a decision? Right. And because Until you're convinced of this. Yeah, yeah. And there's constant kickback because we don't want to believe that we can't do this well we with the work of the holy spirit and scripture yeah, we right? will okay, okay. <laughs> so that okay. we're gonna we're gonna take a positive view of this yes right? oh sorry yeah <laughs> I, I guess don't even... I, I i gotta say i'm kind of jaded about it because yeah. i've you know dealing with this for so long right and the way in which a christian will come to me and said yeah but did you see the christian theme in that movie right, and how right. good which it i was, just did which you just did <laughs> And all the other right. cra all the other garbage. Yeah, well, it didn't affect it. me, right? And right, and I didn't right. really even care if it was there. It wasn't it. I right. just wanted that real uh, highlight of it being able to say to me, you know, wow, I sacrifice your life for your fellow neighbor. <laughs> but you know, it just before we go, leave that. Yeah, this is how we're going to close. We're going to close this off Kay. with this. Isn't it odd that the non-Christian masses also feel that same thing and say that same thing yeah yeah so they qualify it in the so same without ways. the holy spirit yeah they're saying the same thing right. experiencing the same thing yeah. they like it when the hero wins yeah right or sacrifices himself right. feels so good. doesn't it seem a little odd that maybe are you saying this is the noble part of mankind that wants to see the epic part where the where the moral um, standard wins, right? And well, the godly I've, thing, and in some ways, the hero, right? Yeah, the hero uh, myth. Well, we, as Christians, there's there's the view of man that we are sinful and broken, but there's still this God shaped hole in all of us right. that Christ fills perfectly, right? And so, right. the idea of the, the the hero sacrificing himself for the betterment of others. Mm -hmm. That story, as actually as uh, moves them in there, yeah, moves us yeah. in our in our in our natural need for a savior that we kind of all know about, but maybe we suppress it in our sin and mm -hmm. the other stuff. However, the qualifier is very uh, also very uh, embarrassing, a little bit of like, yeah, but I know there's all this other garbage, but look at this one great element yeah. and amongst all the rest, yeah, yeah. it. Uh, you know what? It just makes me picture like a, 
like a swamp, <laughs> stinky swamp. Yeah. And then right there in the middle, there's like this nice little flower. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this. That's right. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So look that's why we came. That's it. That's and, just the and see, that's my point. Okay, <laughs> we came. Christian says, "I came to see that flower. That flower. All yeah. that other stuff. Oh, no, doesn't matter. Doesn't though. affect me. No, sure. I only walked through it yeah. for like an hour and a half to see that flower, though. That's <laughs> yes. that's just where my mind leads me to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, this is, again, this is our introduction to uh, Baalism. And uh, this is our first episode of many. And uh, thank you guys for joining us. And we uh, will hope to be talking with you soon. All flesh is as grass. And all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away. But the word of life in our Lord Jesus Christ endures forever.